Welcome to level 21 of the Sandbox Gamers Podcast, your video game podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about what we're playing and what's in the news. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most wonder. Oh, no, it's me, Vactor, coming at you live. Well, semi-live from Arizona and on the line with me is not two, but one best friend in the multiverse mr jeff w jeff how's it going it's going well it's going good wonder rob is on vacation and he actually left us a voicemail so we'll get to that in a few seconds but first we want to let you know that the sandbox gamers is your source for all things video game news and we are part of the geek so to speak podcast network so you can check all that stuff out over at geeksotospeak.com slash network. And if you would be so kind, leave us a five-star review. Tell everybody that you love the Sandbox Gamers over on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. We greatly appreciate it. So let's start off the show, as we always do, with our Get to Know You topic. Now, like I said, Wonder Rob left us a voicemail, and he answered this very topic. And I'm going to read it off because... In the voicemail, Rob is a little bit inebriated. Yeah, he's on one. He forgets what the question is, but the question is, who is the best Power Ranger to play video games with? Mm. So let's listen to Wonder Rob. Hey, yo, it's your boy, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live, from Parker, Arizona, on the river, the Colorado River, as a matter of fact, on a boat having a good time with my family. But I wanted to chime in real quick because I was asked, which is the best Power Ranger to play while playing video games? No, which Power Ranger is my favorite Power Ranger? Colon, to play while playing video games or something like that. I didn't ask the question and I can barely remember. I've had a couple of beers. Anyway, everybody knows that the best ranger is the green ranger or the white ranger because that's Tommy. Tommy, if he's the green ranger, he's got the dragon dagger. Get the dragon sword out here. You know shit's getting messed up. Or if he's the white ranger, get Saba out here. Get that white tiger sword. Either way, regardless of which Zord he's driving, he's got that badass ponytail, and that's what really counts. So the correct answer is the White Ranger or the Green Ranger. But if you're asking me which one is the best outside of that, you know it's my girl Kimberly with that little pink miniskirt. That was my childhood crush. That might have been when I first first discovered, uh, I don't want to say discovered women because I discovered women before that, but I knew women existed is what I'm saying. But... A little tingly in my dingly. That might have been the first time that ever happened. So I'm going to give uh, Kimberly, a.k.a. the Pink Ranger, bonus points. Anyway, that's my two cents. I'm going to get back to driving this boat and trying not to crash into the seaweed. Thanks, boys. I'll see you next week. All right. So Wonder Rob cheated. First off, yes. he answered multiple rangers instead of just the one ranger that I asked in our Get to Know You. But... It did let us get to know that what makes Wonder Rob tingly in his dingly. So at least we know that. 
So what say you, Jeff? Who's the best Power Ranger? Power Rangers was a little bit before your time, Jeff. But yeah, you know, let's say just we'll just discuss it for a second here. Like my real, like, and it's funny because I've went. I think when we discussed like our Halloween costumes, you oh, know, yeah. on that episode, I went as like the White Power Ranger. I oh, think a really? few years in a row, you know. So I, I, if I'd say now for me, I never. I'm trying to think of anything I've consumed Power Rangers really outside of maybe a little bit of like a TV series on like Fox Family, whatever, back in the day, whatever, you know, CW type show they had going on then. And and really my memories is are all of the it's the movie. The Ivan Ooze movie. Mm-hmm. That's like pretty much mine. Like so <laughs> we were talking about it before this. I was like I was like, you know, it's probably the White Ranger because it's the main guy and he has, like, the sword and all that shit or whatever they call it, like, whatever the real name is. Um, and uh, I'm sure Rob's going to hear this and, you know, be upset. But, you know, he has the sword thing. And then, uh, you know, we were talking about, like, I was like, I was like, wasn't the Black Ranger Asian in the movie? And he is. Or he's Asian, of, of Asian descent in the Ivan Ooze movie. He's not, there is no black cast member Oh, really? uh, in the Power Rangers. Yeah. And those, so I don't even have that as a reference or, there, or actually there might, there might be, I'm trying to go through the, I was going through the thing before, but I don't think they have except, although there is the female, there is the female, but uh, I think she might be the yellow Ranger maybe in that movie. Um, which is I'm a, I'm trying to look up. Is a Cause I actually thing. never saw, the full title is Ivan Mighty Morphin Power Rangers The Movie from two yeah, th- from 1995. Called The Movie. See, told you it's The Movie. Here's a clip if you want to look at them. You can pull it yeah, up. Yeah, I don't see, see that was, black guy's name in the credits here. I was a big Ivan Ooze guy. But yeah, you know, maybe I do remember that. Because didn't he have like a, he was wearing, he had like, you know, like the gold earrings and stuff, right? Wasn't that? Yeah. Okay, I know, see. The, like, the Black was, Ranger Yeah. was not the black guy. Okay. Yeah. It was the Asian, so they they got away from the oh, racial dang. stereotypes. Well, I wonder that. what happened to the black guy. Now we got to have yeah. Rob come on. Maybe he knows yeah. what happened to the black guy. Yeah, is Rob like a fan of Power? See, this is my thing: is Power Rangers to me is like, if I just had to be honest, I mean, it's a lot of it's just trash. Well, like, I think it is I think not great. I think that was the Pokemon of our day. Uh-huh. I think me and Rob. Yeah, uh-huh. it was a huge thing. In the early 90s, early to middle 90s, and they've tried to reboot it and bring it back. Like in 2017, they had a Power Rangers movie. Mm-hmm. It has a comic book that's going on right now, and it had a crossover with the Ninja Turtles, which that actually was good. If they would do it like they did that crossover, then that, that actually might be good. But um, the Power Rangers in general are taken from an old Japanese television mm-hmm. show where. What is what's the, the one, name of it? Uh, it's like kaiju something force. I'm oh, trying to look it up say here. Say Cy- Cyberman, whatever um, the hell it was called. Oh yeah, well the company that makes it was uh, Saban. That's uh, right. Yeah. Saban's Power Rangers, and they were basically all of the martial arts was that show, and they would try mm-hmm. to make a little story around it and put the American actors in it. Be like, oh yeah, here's a reason why we're fighting this giant dinosaur. We're fighting all of these clay putty guys and so they would make it up and i was like at the time i was like this is kind of corny this is for little kids meanwhile i was watching every episode 
Yeah. So I remember it, liking it when I was a kid. Yeah, and when I just said Cybermen, that's the the little green guys from Dragon Ball. If right. I remember. <laughs> that, that, so that's what yeah. I'm confusing here. But, so, uh, what yeah. say you, Jeff? Did you say the? Would you say the White Ranger is your favorite? Yeah, probably White Ranger, just because okay. that's what I had as a kid. Like, and like I said, like I don't have a ton of experience with it other than that movie. You know, like I can't yeah. recall much. I would say the best thing that's come out is those comics. Like I was saying, the the Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles, uh, Power Rangers crossover, and then the current stuff that's coming out. But my experience was that original series way back in in the mm-hmm. early 90s. And that one, the Red Ranger was the main guy. And then all of a sudden, the Green Ranger that Rob said, white slash White Ranger, because he later became the White Ranger, he became the alpha. Like, he was a bad guy when he first uh, came in. They're like, oh, how are we supposed to beat this guy? And he becomes a good guy. So that was my favorite as well. Rob stole my answer. The Green Ranger wow, was my favorite. Okay. Um, and if we're doing like Rob, where it's, all right, well, if there's no Green Ranger, then it was the Red Ranger. And kind of like you, he was the leader. So I was like, all right, that's uh, the guy. He's the one I want to follow. He was the he was the Leo of the group. So, Yeah. And they actually, uh, in that Power Rangers-Turtles crossover, those two meet up and they're like, oh, yeah, you're the leader of your group and I'm the leader of my group, so let's let's yeah. do this. Um, and I, you know, big martial arts guy. I like a lot of anything that has good martial arts in it. So that was that's what kind of attracted me to the Power Rangers to begin with. But like mm. you, I haven't seen a lot of top-notch quality stuff. Now, yeah. there is actually a video game, I don't know if you know this, released on the SNES. It was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Based and on that movie, right? Yeah. They actually had, oh, I guess they had four different video game adaptations. The Genesis, Game God. Boy, Game Gear, and SNES. Uh, but it's just kind of a side-scrolling beat-em-up. And yeah. I never played that game. So yeah, I can't tell you if it's uh, good or not. It looks like a clone of a ton of other games uh, <laughs> that we can go through. Yeah, But you, listener who is listening to this, who's your favorite Power Ranger? Why don't you leave it in... If you're listening on Spotify, hopefully you will be seeing a question of who's your favorite Power Ranger. You can leave it right there. Mm-hmm. Or in your five-star review that you're going to leave on Apple and Spotify, just just put it in yeah. there. See, what, see what, they, what you have to say there. All right, let's get into... This news, Jeff, Rob told me that you are always DTF. That is see down how, to talk the fun see, news. See how uncomfortable you were <laughs> saying that? See, Rob has become comfortable with saying that <laughs> you just really didn't want to even say it. So I just no, wanna I, let, I wanted you know, to. let that sit in there. I uh-huh. really wanted to, and I did. Yeah, okay. But let's talk news since Jeff is always DTF. So, Jeff... The first news story, Ubisoft, or Ubisoft, if you're nasty, mm-hmm. they have yeah. a Skull and Bones game, and it's coming November 8th. Now, did you watch this trailer? Yeah, I was watching the trailer earlier today. I was looking through uh, some of the notes, and I was like, you have, did they, you know, I'm trying to think, because they really leaned into it with the, you know, Assassin's Creed 4, and then mm-hmm. the, the future games, they leaned into the... Uh, you know, the ship uh, aspect of those games and sailing. Uh, but I think this is kind of their first pirate game, right? Like, re- major yeah. pirate game mm-hmm. that they're doing since, like, they leaned heavily into that. Because, I mean, you remember that one... There was that one year they released two Assassin's Creed 
Assassin's Creed games, whatever however you say it. Right. And uh, they released two of the Creed games, and like one was basically a sailing game. And it's you know I I I was confused by that at the time, so I'm I'm, I'm surprised it's actually taken them this long to you know have a full blown uh, series, you know, or, or yeah, what maybe it, seems to be the start of a series, right? Well, and this game apparently has been in development hell for years, uh, but it's oh. finally going to be seeing the light of day, and it's coming mm-hmm. in November. Like I said, this is uh, Ubisoft's Skull and Bones, and this is a live service pirate game. Now, what's the uh, what's the Xbox one that we played that had the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, oh, DLC you just on it? Me too quick. Oh um, man. I can see That's it in me. my head. We we played it like a couple <laughs> times, but I know that there's a popular Xbox game. Sea of Thieves. Sea, sea of Thieves. Jeez. Uh, this is maybe this is what they're trying to compete with Sea of Thieves, which has done I think yeah. pretty well overall. You know, I just and, and here's the thing too is I'm interested to see what they do. Any of the live service Ubisoft games have been um, pr- decent, but then ultimately duds for me. So, like, The Division, every Division release has been really good at first. Hey, let's play this. I get to the, you know, I get to the higher levels. I get to the point where you're you're in the end game. And then I get to the end game, and I'm like, oh, this is all they're doing? I'm like, this mm-hmm. is boring. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I eventually move on, you know. Um, yeah. So I just don't trust Ubisoft. And to be quite honest, you know, I mean, I haven't played, you know, the recent Assassin's Creed games all the way through. I think I've actually, I think I've technically played every one of them, but never, never to completion because... I'm just so, I think I'm just so beyond their, you know, it's funny how a studio, a game studio can, like, you know how, like, we, we you could talk about a musician sounds the same, like, they release the same kind of music, the same song. Right. You know, a developer has that in terms of, like, video game development, too, right, where it's like, all right, I've heard this song before, I've seen this song before, I've seen these words before, I know, you know, what they're going to give me in this um, and I just, there's just something about the Ubisoft formula that just doesn't do it for me. You know, I think, you know, credit to them for the Rainbow Six game. I think that's a really good game, even though I don't play a ton of it. But I, I had my time with that game. And um, it's definitely solid. I know my brother still plays it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's not to say that Ubisoft is a total failure at the moment. But I just find... I don't. I, I don't know if you feel the same. I just find their games to not be like that intriguing, you know. And this by the by the trailer, and everything like it looks pretty cookie cutter in terms of what they do. Yeah, this one doesn't have me super excited. I always check them out, like like you said, like the division and uh, what was that, the London game that that came out where you have to hack all the. Oh, um, Watch Dogs. Yeah. yeah, I I played the last Watch Dogs, and then. Um, there was that other game that Rob was obsessed with for a little bit, kind of like the Breath of the Wild type game. Um, and it was um, with the gods. It was like flying a clone. Around. I can't remember what it was called, yeah. though. But I've played every Ubisoft game that comes out. But, mm. yeah, there hasn't been anything that's really captured my attention. And this one, also, I'm not a huge pirate fan, even though I like that show on HBO Max right now, Jeff. Our flag means death. But that's uh-huh. mostly mostly for Taika Waititi. Um, yeah. But this one... Was first introduced E3 2017, got oh, wow. buried in a ton of development issues, including a probe of Ubisoft Singapore's studio 
regarding allegations of pay discrepancy and sexual harassment. Uh, so yeah. there's been a ton of uh, stuff going on with this. But it's finally coming out November 8th. Xbox, PlayStation, PC, Stadia, and Luna. Yeah, no one's playing that on Stadia. To get that shit the fuck <laughs> off the, the trailer. I can't believe they even... Who is... I know you like the concept of cloud gaming. I just yeah. can't believe we're even... Like, who Eventually, <laughs> it will get... I mean, it's the same as just digital games in general versus physical games. I think cloud mm-hmm. is the next step after that, the next evolution of that. It's just all about convenience, so you don't have to install it. You just got everything. Once it's working, I think we're going to look back and be like, oh, how did? We, why did we ever download games? Why did we ever update you know, games? Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be... Like right now, we're recording this, listeners, in a browser-based platform that records in the cloud. So I think it's just a natural progression of, of everything that's, that's coming. But I also want to get Jeff's take on... Hideo Kojima and the studio saying that it will consider legal action after a fake assassin post uh, posted some some false allegations that Kojima was going to be assassinated. But it was actually Shinzo Abe, another Japanese guy. So what do you think about this? It's first off, it's pronounced Abe. No, (laughs) Um you know, I I saw that thought I, I thought that news was crazy, and I think it's I saw it was a it was a news station using the wrong image, right? Somebody had submitted like a it was like a prank, right? It wasn't like officially involved in that story, but a foreign like you know press uh, had got a hold of like or somebody had pranked them and said, "Hey, here's the image," and it was Kojima <laughs> <laughs> uh, standing next to like some like Che picture of Che or something yeah. like that, right? Uh, and this is the <laughs> the former Japanese prime minister. That's Shinzo Abe. He's he, he was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not the current, right? He was no. former. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah, which I mean, just that that whole story is is crazy in and of itself. But uh, yeah, you know, I it, it's funny to me, not funny, uh, like the situation, but the uh, it's it's interesting because I saw the Kojima Productions. They put out the official tweet that you know. We condemn false information and, you know, we'll consider taking legal action. And I'm like, you know, legal action is impossible in this situation, really, in terms of getting a practical answer out of anybody about it, Um, especially considering, you know, it's pretty, if you know anything about video games or anything about pop culture, it's pretty, uh, pretty blatant what happened there. Like you you got fooled, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, by some trolls, but. You know, I I thought it was because you know those uh the later Metal Metal Gear games, uh, and especially Revengeance, uh, is is all about like the spread of misinformation. Like there's a there's a clip from some of those games where they they put it together, and, and you know Kojima and that team had wrote about like how they're gonna you know how the internet could be manipulated and news <laughs> articles can be manipulated and the fake news thing and all that stuff, and then. Uh, for it to play out in uh, real life in this small circumstance uh, of this, uh, I think it was from Greece or it's a Greek news channel put mm-hmm. it up there. Uh, you know, kind of ironic uh, that it happened to him, I think. But uh, you know, overall, you know, it's a funny story. But I don't think we see anything come of this. You know, <laughs> yeah. But there is something that I think our boy Shaw 
from Technological and Geek, so to speak, we'll be seeing, and that is a Super Bowser, a 2,807-piece Lego Mario set. Now, Schaff is a huge Lego guy. He gets all the Legos. You know, he's got the Lego Daily Bugle. He's got the Lego Mjolnir Thor's Hammer. He got all the Legos. And this is Some would a, say he's a junkie, you know? I would say that. Um, he's this new to the crack. Bowser set is going to set Schaff back $270 oh my October God. 1st. <laughs> oh, my and God. You can see some... Uh, you can see a, a little video from the Lego YouTube channel that I'll post in our show notes, as well as the article over at The Verge. But <laughs> Are you actually, watching this video right now? Uh, I'm not, but I can press play on it. Pull the link up. Why does this guy look like Bowser <laughs> doing this presentation? Yeah, who is this? This guy looks like Robotnik. He looks like Jim Carrey's Robotnik almost. He's got the leather jacket on. He's a, he's a cool guy. He's a Goomba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Bowser spits fire. I mean, it's kind of cool if you're into Mario and you're into Legos. Here's my um, thing, though. Why why spend your money on this when you could just put it towards, like, an actual figure that looks like... Like a statue. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. looks like Bowser, not this, like, essentially a pixelated version of him. Right. Well, I know Shaw would be upset about that. I'm not even <laughs> crapping on Legos, but I just... Well, I at think a certain it's the, point of the dollar amount, I'm like, all right, how much is this really worth? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's the like a puzzle. You're putting it together. So there's fun putting it together and then also displaying it. So there's that aspect of it if you're into Legos. But I won't be getting this supersized version of Bowser. $270? No, sir. No. Hell no. I'm not spending that much on Only a fool would spend that much money <laughs> on a Lego set. Come on. Calling Shaw a fool? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hear about this later in our Discord. Hi, Sean. Hey, also, maybe maybe it's too because I'm jealous because I grew up and this was, I felt like this was not happening for me as a kid. Like there was Lego? not, yeah, I just felt like there was not like, like I walk in the store the other day and there's like all this like, oh man, hey, you can buy the Master Chief's gun. Yeah, there wasn't. Straight up. And yeah, I'm there like, wasn't licenses when I was I'm like, up. these kids get like. Like, all I had was generic. Like, there's a Fortnite nerf. There's a whole Fortnite nerf set. You know, like, we saw the Destiny 2 rocket launcher thing. Like, man, like, I know I sound like a boomer, but, like, the kids now, they have, like, the sweetest toys, man. Like, Ah. I wish I could have had, like, a Halo sniper as, like, a little kid running around the yard, you know, and, like, and doing all that stuff. Uh, Right. So, yeah, it just, I... I do respect the fact that Lego's done this, but I just, I felt like when I was a kid, it was just like, hey, here's your box. And, you know, you just roll all these out and start building random garbage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't any licenses when I was growing up. So, yeah. Um, But there was Kirby, and there's going to be a new Kirby game that's two in one year, Jeff, if you're keeping track. Mm. This one looks like shit. (laughs) Or not shit, but just like, who cares? Kirby's Dream Buffet. It's a four player uh, Mm -hmm. competition to see who can eat the most. This is this like Mario Party, but like Kirby's Party. Is that kind of what I'm? That's what it at? looks like from the trailer. Oh, so, God, I like those type of games, Jeff. Like I Super don't. Chicken Horse or whatever we played. Super Chicken Horse. <laughs> but the fact that there's two Kirby games in the same year, uh, very interesting. But they haven't uh, given us a specific date or pricing yet. But like I said, it's going to be up to four players locally or online. 
That's Kirby's I Summer just, or Dream Buffet. Sorry. I just don't like Mario Party to me is just not good either. So I don't see well, how, you know, it's it's the Kirby thing is not going to change for me. Have you ever played it for people locally? I have. You know, actually, you know where I played last played the uh, Mario Party was uh our our mutual friend Garrett's house. Oh. Uh with okay. a, a bunch of people there we were playing Mario Party for I a think bit. that's where it's best. Like mm-hmm. when you're local co-op and that brings back and we've talked about this before on on this podcast, the days of Goldeneye, Mario Kart, like having your um N64 wrestling no mercy uh-huh. NWO versus WCW when you got three of your buddies or even more you know you you've got 10 guys four are waiting on the side and another's in the kitchen drink Kool-Aid Jeff whatever and then you're playing with your buddies that is just one of the best experiences that you can have gaming when you, all your buddies are there and they're not arguing with each other they're not Talking about politics, they're just having a good time. They're just having mm. fun. Then, yeah, but see, half of my experience is is arguing about how you know BS the game is and ah. getting my Bowser stealing my coins and just you know because there's just no skill. It's like half luck, you know. Uh, a lot of things like that. Well, that you could say that about mad. Fall Guys. Like that, it's, it's true. the same idea, but I think that's where it, the same fun that we've been getting out of Fall Guys lately. Is what that's what I like about these type of party games. So mm-hmm. maybe Jeff, maybe you'll be able to play it on your hack switch, and we can try it out together. Mm. Nintendo acquired an animation studio, and it's going to be Nintendo Pictures, focused on development of visual content using Nintendo intellectual property. So interesting. This is very interesting, as we've seen with, and we talked about this before on the podcast. All the stuff Sony's doing with Last of Us, Uncharted, you know, all of those things, Twisted Metal, that are coming out of the PlayStation IP, you know, now Nintendo's got IP for days. And you think about that. Remember, we saw, didn't we, did we see that together? The the Detective Pikachu, or was that before? I think that was before you came out here. Um, The the Detective Pikachu movie, the the, Rob's favorite 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie, (laughs) Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. (laughs) And then now we're getting this new animated movie with Chris Pratt as Mario. And and they're doing that uh, Nintendo Land at Universal Studios. So Nintendo's got a ton of IP that looks like they're trying to just get all your dollars, Jeff. Yeah, they're definitely expanding the brand. the problem is I just feel like they need to make more of these games, you know? Like I feel like we're how many, we have we've had one, one Mario first game on the Switch. Mm-hmm. One big right. major Mario game at least, one of the main line. I mean, I would be I would be kind of upset if it goes by another year without an Odyssey 2 and stuff. Yeah. That's just where I I I wish I would just see more focus on in these games, you know. Uh, did you see the uh this is this might have been like last week or a couple of weeks ago. Nintendo had the uh, the one Nintendo had a shareholders meeting, and the guy uh, one of the guys they've had to pay like a certain amount of money to have these shares and be able to you know ask questions on the on the thing. And, oh yeah, uh, right, right. A guy got up there and asked about F Zero. Why don't they make F Zero or more <laughs> Waluigi games or something? So he paid uh, all these all this money. To ask them why they don't do that. And I'm like, you know, I don't need uh, 
it was I'm sorry, it was forty thousand. <laughs> he spent forty thousand uh, dollars to ask about this was last month actually. Dang. Uh, to ask Nintendo directly about that, and they kind of gave him just, uh, you know, thanks for asking, but, you know, no, we're not working on that. Um, and so, huh. I, you know, I'm just kind of in that boat where I, I see things like like this, like where they're buying up animation studios, and I'm kind of like, like, all right, that's fine, but, like, my Switch is kind of, like, for, for as great as it was when it launched in the first couple years of that thing, has kind of, to me, just, you know, puttered out, you know, as just not not great at this point you know it's uh kind of kind of living on fumes i think without some of these uh major title releases i think you know the kirby release this year uh adventure land or, or what was the what was the um oh now I'm the last on one it. but anyway whatever that one was that one you know it's like there's some stuff keeping it in the forgotten but, land yeah in the forgotten land yeah and i'm like there's some stuff that's keeping it afloat but i I'll watch well, some of this stuff, I guess. You know, that's how games. it's always been with Nintendo. What's crazy is you'll go years without a new Zelda or without a new Mario. Yeah. And, you know, us as adults, it's throughout the course of our lifetime, it's kind of spread out. But I'm thinking about kids that are coming up now. And it's like, hey, when Breath of the Wild came out, some kid that's in high school now was in elementary school when that came out. So it's like right. yeah. their life is more condensed. So all of these Nintendo properties have been kind of spread out over people's lives. But mm. I, it's fine. Hopefully we'll get some good animated content. It looks like this company that they bought, Dynamo Pictures, worked on... They did motion capture on Death Stranding and Persona 5. And they yep. did post-production work on Metroid Other M. And so near... Uh, automata work as well hopefully we'll yeah hopefully we can get some good cg stuff maybe a good tv show i'd like a good nintendo anime you know yeah i wonder see that's the thing too is they never go full like i just feel like they don't ever and maybe we'll see that with this movie Mm -hmm. but they never give it like full effort i don't feel like yeah you know like you don't get like like the halo show that we saw you know like as much as you hate it or love it or whatever you fell on that on that show i mean they gave it the full effort finally you know it wasn't right. just a, a little cg trailer they finally went all in right um and i would kind of like them see them do something with that you know like actually mm-hmm. give it a give it a full effort yeah so nintendo had some of those little mini systems we had the mini nes classic and the snes classic sega mm-hmm. came out with a genesis version now they're actually getting a Sega Genesis Mini 2 in October with more power and more games available exclusively through Amazon. So, hmm. interesting. I was a huge Genesis guy growing up. Um, yeah, Mortal Kombat's kind of what I played with my like with like cousins and stuff. That yeah. was kind of the, the game for us. And I think I told you before it was like the the whole marketing thing of Sega does what Nintendo don't. That was Nintendo. it was like the rebel Nintendo's yeah. for babies, Sega's for the hip guys, Sonic, he's got an attitude. Like, <laughs> that was the thing when I was growing up. So I I always have a soft spot for Sega, and this one's going to have over 50 games. Um, some of them are going to be Sega CD titles, which that was Sega CD and Saturn. Or not Saturn, sorry. Saturn was trash. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Dreamcast. Sega CD and Dreamcast, I think, are underrated as far as consoles. <laughs> But um, this is going to have Sonic CD, Shining Force CD, 
uh, available exclusive, exclusively through Amazon for a hundred dollars. What? Man, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> oh, it's being imported from Sega of Japan and twenty-one dollars shipping, twenty-one ninety-nine. So, oh God. Well, I won't be getting this, but I do have a soft spot for a lot of these Genesis games. Like I played a bunch of these, but uh-huh. I won't be getting this. There was also that PlayStation Classic. That was kind of lackluster too, the yeah. the PS one. But you know they're kind of cool to have in the background of your yeah. setup. Just look at the game list too. There's there, like you said, there's some stuff on mm-hmm. here, you know, uh, that I would that I would be interested in. I guess a little bit to like, but really here's the thing is like I'm I'm already past these games in my life, so yeah. like it'd be but like Outrun, Virtual yeah. Racing. It's all nostalgia. Sonic CD on yeah, here. like there's a, like there's a few. I have things. great memories of Rolling Thunder, Vector mm-hmm. Man, Splatterhouse, like yeah, a lot Vector of these Man. games. Super Hang On, Afterburner, Outrun. Those were games that I was playing mm-hmm. in the arcade because they had arcade versions, and right. they had the um, the Genesis at home. Lightning but, Force, I remember that. Yeah, yeah Seal Feed. I was a huge fan of that one. Sonic CD. Mm-hmm. That was, man, I'm being like nostalgia my mind's coming back to me playing a lot of these games but that would be for me it would just be about nostalgia not about actually oh i want to play these games right yeah kind of like with the nintendo online you know when i want to play the super nintendo zelda like that's something that i would actually play today right link to the past but hopefully we can get some good um some some more classic stuff coming out maybe that classic nintendo 64 how about that uh, you know, yeah. I wonder if they go because they just put out those sixty-four games on Switch Online. I wonder if they ever. I assume they will when they need to, like, you know, tap the well again. I'm, I'm sure we'll be, uh, you know, back at that with the sixty-four. Right. Now, this story I added specifically for Shaw, the aforementioned host of Technological and Geek, so to speak. Just because Mr. Shaw nudity. Bayonetta 3 adds family-friendly mode with less nudity. Now, we know Shoff is a big fan of nudity. So, Bayonetta 3 on the Switch is not going to be for you, Shoff. But if there's a family-friendly guy out there that wants to play it on their Switch, October 28th is the day. And there's a trailer that you can find in our show notes. But I'm not a huge Bayonetta fan. I just wanted to to say that uh, there's going to be no boobs, Shoff. How about that? Yeah, you know, with this thing, I'm looking up a comparison too. But um, it this it, Bayonetta definitely is one of those games where you're like, all right, this is a little bit too horny kind of thing. You <laughs> know what I mean? Where you're like, it's kind of like the anime figures. Like we're like, all right, man. Like some of these figures are way too like, like you need to chill on this. You know, <laughs> like calm down. Uh, I got a funny thing I'll show you after the show about that. But um, but you know, it's like it, it just. It's a Bayonetta always felt like that when I played it back on the uh, Wii U, maybe, is when I played that last Bayonetta 3, whatever it was. Anyway, um, when I played it then, I was like, I was like, man, this game is just letting it hang, you know what I mean? Just doing what they do. Uh, well, I know Shoff would describe it as a game for weebs, and now yes, yes. you can turn off weeb mode, Shoff, and you could have all of your girls covered up, so if, that, uh-huh. if that's what you're into... Bayonetta 3 is coming family-friendly style. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Naive Angel Mode. So from now on, whenever we think about Shoff in games like Elden Ring and Resident Evil, we'll just say Naive Angel Mode, Shoff. That's your mode. You you know, did you watch the comparison here? Yes, I did. 
it just looks like okay there's definitely some where like there's this one where she's like totally naked behind a, some ribbon looking things <laughs> but there's other ones on this thing where it's just like cleavage and they cover it up and it's like like all right i mean i get it but i don't because it's basically the same you just kind of cover it up to like a different you just cover up like what is supposed to be like the skin color of that being or whatever i don't know i feel like this is funny this is more funny than anything that somebody has to sit there and develop this in uh 2021 or 2020 whenever they did this <laughs> yeah all right our final news story is for jeff skate four it might be jeff's up there with metal gear as the franchise that i associate most most with jeff Skate 4 is officially now called Skate, and it's going to be free-to-play and have cross-platform and cross-progression. That's pretty cool. What do you think about this, Jeff? You know, I thought... um, I have a lot to say about it. I watched a... uh, They put out a uh, a, a real stupid uh, (laughs) 18-minute segment thing talking about the game. And I'm like a purist with this game. I know it's gonna be it's gonna be fine for other people, but I really just want them to iterate on the game and just make make better stuff. And they are doing it. And I guess to talk about the things I like, I do like the free to play aspect because now I know I like I, I think when the game came out, like you know, I think just for us, you know, or whenever it comes out, and I'll get to that in a second. But yeah, there's no release date um, for for us. Um, I think it would be like kind of a It'd be kind of an ask to be like, hey, this game's out, guys. We should all play it. You know, like I'd have to get you and Rob on board. Where now I know there's no problem with that. You know, I can, hey, guys, just download it. There's no investment that you guys have to make. You can you can try it out and see if you like it. And we can see what's what fun stuff we can get up to in it and everything. So I do appreciate that aspect of it. But, man, like I just I just know what this opens the door to. So... In the in the thing, first off, they had like this little video they put out, and like they had a there was like a three developers on the couch, and they had this other like fourth Twitch guy who wasn't even hosting the thing. He was just like a fan of the of the stuff, so it just seemed like he got paid to be there. And like, you know, they're all definitely reading off a teleprompter. Like, there's no real like they didn't bring in a fan of the series to give them real questions about what they're doing. Um, so while I uh, appreciate them you know continuing to roll out news you know it's t- to me i'm like all right this was like in the least interesting way possible for me at the moment you know um and then i didn't realize skate 3 came out in 2010 that was 12 oh, years ago yeah dude it's been a long time Dang. and i think about that all those years of that getting you know uh getting commented on the instagram and everything like it just, you know, it was a, it was a long ass time that people have been waiting for the game. So yeah, this uh, was actually announced at 2020's EA Play. Yeah, yeah after years and years of harassment, uh, they finally kind of <laughs> caved and made a studio. But so the thing they did, they announced. I was like, whatever. This is just a mouth, you know, a mouthpiece for the the dev. Obviously, like, there's not real questions being asked here. Um, they explained. You know, free-to-play basically means microtransactions. They confirm microtransactions. They said they're going to follow four general rules, which is no pay-to-win, which that's easy for a game. You just balance things. You make things you buy kind of worthless in in a sense. 
no map areas locked behind the paywall, so everybody will be able to play everywhere. I think that makes sense. It's kind of like maps. Like, you know, in shooter games, modern-day shooter games, you don't put a map behind the paywall. That way right. everybody can play the new maps. And it's, you know, like you remember those days. Remember like Halo oh, 3 Halo. days and Halo yeah. 2 days? It's like, oh, so-and-so doesn't have the map pack downloaded. Right. Now no one can play. And then, like, right. basically what that actually led to is that most people just didn't play those maps because a lot of people didn't buy them. Yeah. Um, and they're saying no paid loot boxes, no pay, no paid gameplay advantages, which to me, this stinks of you're going to pay for character skins. So they're going to have pro skater guys sign up for this, which to me is not going to. P- I don't think this is going to play out as well as they think it is. Maybe they do. Maybe they just, you know, chuck money at these guys. But, you know, you're going to be paying for skins. This has, you know, in the the first three skate games, it's a legit, you know, hey, we got these pro skaters, these skateboard legends in here, guys that, you know, I know, Eric Cost and Jason Dill, you know, you can keep going up and down the list, you know, um, of all the people that were involved in the game. And they had these, like, cool intros. They did stuff within that community. And, like, it actually, like, you know, meant something they put like skateboard brands in there they didn't overload it with like just nike and stuff like that whereas this to me now reeks of hey buddy you want to <laughs> skate with darth vader and you're just like man like, yeah i do like i just don't want i don't want that out of this game you know i feel like that's gonna happen and like i feel like it's gonna be like well here's a new pair of adidas for your character pay a dollar 99 to get uh, Tyshawn Jordan or Tyshawn's new Adidas, you know, whatever, whichever <laughs> skate skater guys they have, right. you know, knack and who all these other kids. Um, it just, it scares me a lot about what they're going to do with this and not to just ramble on. I'll get your, your opinion on some of it. Um, they're, they're doing a mobile version. They confirm that there's a mobile version. And I'm like, why are you doing it? Don't do that. I don't care how early you've started. Stop developing the mobile game because no one cares about that yet. Put out the real game. I want the real game, not not your, you know, mini little mobile version that sucks anyway, you know. <laughs> um, so I'm also kind of upset with that where I just don't want to, you know, I really don't care about a mobile version. I'd rather just have the game, you know. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, it, especially, like, I've, I haven't played one that the controls have been right for me. I don't like playing without a controller. I don't like playing on touchscreen. Um, so I would also like to see this. Um, and being free to play, like you said, low barrier of entry for me. So I will definitely be checking this out when mm-hmm. they actually re- give us a release date and it actually comes out. But you can sign up yeah. right now uh, to test it. Did you test yeah. it at all? No. So I haven't. I signed up for it. I have hundreds of hours in their games. And I haven't been able to get a chance to play it. They're saying, they're like, oh, you're going to be able to play test it this summer. And I'm like, well, it's July Halfway. 15th. Right. And I have not yet play tested any of this game that I play hundreds of hours on and I care about. Uh, and here we are. So I just, you know, and, and then to the release date. Well, we'll do it when it's ready. They're not giving <laughs> you any kind of thing. So it's like, all right, you're going to make a free to play game. You're going to do all this, and you're just going to tell us, all right, it'll be ready when it's ready. And it's like, all right, does that mean like another year from now? Like if I'm not playing skate a year from now, then I'm highly disappointed in what they've done. Right. Yeah. So 
we'll see what happens. Um, EA doesn't have a lot of credibility in my eyes, but we'll yeah. see what's going down there. All right, that's it for the news this week. Um, Jeff, real quick, before we head out of here, yeah, you and I got a chance to play a little game called GeoGuessr. And yeah. why don't you tell me about, where did you hear about this game first? This is a this is a game if you browse Twitch or if you watch Twitch, almost all your favorite Twitch streamers I think at this point have just pulled this game up and played it with people on, on the stream uh, and done stuff. Basically, it's it's a Google Maps game. Uh, there's various you know games they have competitions. Me and you played some where you go you can like hey all right it's gonna drop you in a random part of the world you get you can set it to like all right you get five clicks. And then you have to like guess where you're at in the world based on the Google, um, what is it? Street View is the official name yes. for that, right? Mm-hmm. Based right. on the Google Street View of wherever you're at, and you can, you can limit it to like United States only. You can limit it to like world. You can limit it to like known monuments around the world. You know, so you can have a little bit better of get chance of guessing. Um, there's all that kind of stuff. Uh, and actually, yeah, I, I really enjoy this game. I think we played. I think we had some fun with it. I know it wasn't great for you, but I, I do feel like that would be something like if we had six or seven people in it, you know, all going at yeah. each other, trying to figure out where they're at and people going different routes and trying to find clues and beat each other. Uh, right. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it'd be something you'd enjoy a little bit more. Um, well, just like with the party games that we talked about earlier, whether it's Fall Guys or the Kirby Buffet, I think having just our general friend group enhances most games. You could say that about Halo too. Um, yeah. Playing co-op or playing multiplayer. So yeah, I would definitely. Um, I had fun playing with us too, one on one, just to kind of get the the gist of it and see what the game type was but Mm -hmm. if we have more people it'll be more competition more like oh okay i I didn't know that place but you knew that place um so yeah i think that would be a a great time so geoguesser is free and you can just go to geoguesser.com uh guesser is with just one r at the end g-u-e-s-s-r.com yeah, it's a it's a good little fun time, and you know I think it'd be it's so this is something that, like I know like my parents or somebody like people that like to get on Street View would enjoy. You know, it's a very yeah. like I think a wide audience like fun. Game. You know, I'm actually surprised there hasn't been like something uh, t- uh, to the essence of like a uh, like a jack bo- a Jackbox, right? Is mm-hmm. that what they're called? Right. The party yes. games. Mm-hmm. Uh, put something in there like GeoGuessr. You know what I mean? Come to come to an agreement. Put that on like a. In a pack of your games or something, I think a lot of people would uh, would have fun with that. Yeah. All right. So that's going to wrap up this episode, or I should say this level of the yeah. Sandbox Gamers. We'd like to thank you very much for checking us out. Don't forget to let all your fellow vidgets know about the Sandbox Gamers. Let them know that they can subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Find us on social media. On Twitter, we are at SandboxGamerPod. On Insta, we are The Sandbox Gamers, and we are also part of a podcast network where we've got some great shows coming out this week on the Geek, so to speak, podcast network. We Love Comics is our comic book show, and we had a Thor Love and Thunder review with special guest William Goodman. Um, We are also going through a little bit of a rebranding with We Love Comics, so that was the last episode of We Love Comics, but we're coming back next week 
with a whole new uh, branding thing. Uh, we've got a new logo, got a new name, and we're going to be talking all about Naomi Season 1, um, which is a Brian Michael Bendis comic, but you can definitely check us out over on uh, the podcast channels. Like I said, if you're subscribed to We Love Comics now, once you have the name changes, it's not going to affect you, so you'll be able to see it. Technological is our Star Trek podcast, currently on hiatus because we just wrapped up the first season of Strange New Worlds, and Mr. Shoffman, the naive angel himself, Shoff, is off uh, moving, so he's going to be on hiatus for a couple weeks, also on hiatus, but you can check out all of the previous episodes, Geek So To Speak, which is our geek news podcast, so you can just find that over at geeksotospeak.com slash network. All right, I think we did it, Jeff. No wonder, Rob. We did a whole yeah, show yeah. without wonder, one, Rob. But a good one, yeah. But he'll be back next week for level twenty-two, and he'll he'll be back to say, "GG, everybody, GG, GG." Yeah.